So about two or three weeks ago, I was scrolling through IG and I stumbled upon this very interesting post, which I guess was sort of trying to lead to an article. And it says, and I quote, 98 Kenyan teenage girls are infected with HIV weekly. Why is the infection rate so high? End quote. Now, I read that and automatically I was I was surprised. I was startled. Like, I haven't heard of such HIV stats in a long time. Like, you wouldn't really expect something like this today. Like, you wouldn't expect to hear of such a thing happening in this day and age where we feel as though we've actually given the whole safe sex talk probably about a gazillion times openly. But while that's true, here's the thing. These are Kenyan girls. Like, that whole sex talk thing, like, that was shit that us guys were getting when we were teenagers and we're already past that age. Like, some of us are already married and have a kid or two or three or some shit. So, maybe someone, someone might have skimped out on giving people the talk on safe sex and shit. But still, you think about it. 98 teenagers every single week. Like, it's not like it's the same 98 that are repeating on a weekly basis or, you know, the average of 98 people are coming through on a weekly basis. It's 98 new every single week. And these are teenagers from the ages of 10 to 19. And yes, I know 10 to 12 isn't really teenage, but well, it it kind of applies to this study. And this was a study that was carried out between January and February of 2021. So you could blame COVID to a certain degree, but... I don't want to blame it for this case because I feel like people kind of sort of already were used to COVID by that time. If it was 2020, then we'd have said that, you know, it's probably a small cause for alarm and it's not that bad. But this was 2021 when we're just starting to get used to it. So I'm not really going to ride on the whole COVID wave on this one. And I'm trying to think about it. Like if you actually were to try and think about how 98 girls would be getting infected every single week or like 98 new sets of infections every single week on average. I'm thinking about it and there's like two possible scenarios where such a thing can happen. You know, there's the guy side, there's the babe side. So from the guy side, which I think is the easiest one to sort of think of, you know, a certain guy went and slept with this babe and then got the disease and then went and put it in this other babe and then the next babe and then the next babe and it was like shagging new babes almost on like a weekly basis. So just... You know, one guy was busy shuffling around different babes and, you know, that was how the virus ended up being spread because one of them had it and this guy transmitted it to all these other different new teenagers. And the assumption is it's probably an older guy, which could be true. Then there's the other side of it from the babe side where it's like one babe has it and then she ends up sleeping with one guy who's sleeping with a bunch of these teenagers or with like one guy who sleeps with one teenager and another guy picks it up from that teenager and you know these two three few sets of guys are banging a bunch of these babes and these new infections are just popping up as a result now when you kind of look at it that's sort of the two main scenarios that i can sort of see this entire thing kind of happening and becoming a thing And when I was taking a look at this post, I decided to take a look at the comments as well. And the most common comment that I was seeing passing around, you know, in one way or another rephrased, was just people saying that the parents are the ones who are to blame because they weren't giving sex ed. They didn't give the sex talk. They didn't talk about having safe sex. And you could say that that is true and that could be a reason for it. But I honestly don't feel like it is. 
Like, yes, you know, we should definitely be giving kids the talk, but I honestly don't feel like that's the reason. Like, I feel like even though it could have contributed, it's probably a much smaller part than, I guess, some of the other reasons that I'm about to give. Because I feel like, to a certain degree, a lot of this kind of came up due to two main problems, and that was the decline of, how would I call it, institutional or structural conservatism, and the the kind of media coverage on the entire issue. That's kind of how I looked at it. Because when you kind of think about it, like the institutions, the structures that gave a certain kind of conservatism and taught people about sex were two main places. You know, it was school and church, or if you're Muslim, mosque, if you're Hindu, you know, temple. And whichever structured belief system that had a religion with it sort of had its own house and place and teachers that would talk to you about sex. And most of them would tell you no sex till marriage. And these two institutions sort of actually held society quite a bit. You know, before then, there was the culture side of it. And that's, I think, an entirely different discussion of its own. Now, both these structures, both these institutions sort of kind of lost their appeal with people. People stopped listening and following them because over time, I think a lot of us current, you know, Gen Ys, Gen Zs started seeing that there were a lot of lights that were sort of packed in. If you were the person that would listen to your science teacher, then at some point while you were older, you started realizing that if you have sex, it's not like you're catching an STD automatically. You can have raw sex and she won't get pregnant provided she knows a little bit about her anatomy and knows how to play her cards right. Like for a guy, this was something that you definitely discovered at some point down the line. Same thing with the babes. And also, you know, some of our teachers started having sex with us. You know, we've had a couple of stories in the States and I've talked about how that has some sort of a fantasy attached to it. And, you know, it's not like the same doesn't happen in Kenya. I guess it's just that as Kenyans, we're probably a lot more silent on that shit. But then when you kind of look at the the religious institutions, you know, people also stopped listening to them. I guess probably could be because the religious leaders who were teaching us to avoid these things started becoming the same perpetrators of these same acts. It's not very uncommon nowadays to hear about the pastor that's sleeping with someone else's wife or is busy sleeping with which young girl who's in the choir or some shit. You know, uh, I haven't heard of any stories about the mosque, but there's probably some. You know, there's obviously bishop stories and shit. And the worst part is the priest who, you know, instead of even going for the girls, you know, end up going for the young boys and shit. But that's a story for another day. The point is, the people that were telling us not to commit these sins were the same ones that were committing these sins. And in some way, people lost faith in those same institutions, or at least they'd end up losing faith in some of those beliefs. And I guess as a result, if you stop believing in no sex till marriage and then you have kids and then you don't tell them to not have sex till marriage, there's a pretty good chance that they will have premarital sex. Now, of course, if you are someone like me, I have a pretty interesting moral stance on this. I feel like people shouldn't be having sex below the age of 18 because that's about the same age where you can take full consent and, you know, you have full responsibility. And if you're fully liable, if you take someone's life at that age, then you're probably fully liable to actually bring another life into this world at that same exact stage. So kind of made sense to me. But that's my stance on it. Like there's no structural force or belief that reinforces that in one way or another. So it probably might not hold that much water. But then again, there's definitely people that would blame the media. They talk about how the media is hypersexualized and there's so many shows nowadays that have like 
very near pornographic sex scenes you know like you watch the first episode of the first season of power which is literally its pilot episode and there's a sex scene right there like it's not like it was back in the day when sex scenes were a lot fewer and you know even though there were sex scenes or makeout scenes or love scenes there was a lot of covering from the whole nudity side of it and nowadays people will throw in a bunch of sex scenes thinking that it'll make a show you know all interesting and shit and to be completely honest anyone who says that isn't wrong like that's completely true sex scenes have dominated a lot of modern day tv right now and while that is the truth it's not like it didn't exist before and yes there is more pornography and all but i honestly don't feel like that's entirely how the media has contributed to it don't get me wrong like having more sex scenes might encourage more people to have sex because they watch a lot more tv nowadays and you probably have a point with that but i feel like at the same time during our time not only did we have fewer sex scenes we actually had anti aids campaigns and safe sex campaigns and those shits made sense like if you were in kenya from say i guess early to mid 2000s all the way till i guess the 2010s like y'all probably remember the tumechil campaign like the chill campaign was such a good campaign because it made a bunch of us people find it actually cool to not have sex and for those that didn't find it cool they probably knew that if you're going to have sex you should probably wear a condom like that was a campaign that worked but nowadays we don't have such campaigns i don't know maybe you know the the foundations the organizations don't have the marketing push for that shit although then again a couple of years back There was this campaign about the self-test kits and interesting enough I was actually working at a media house during that time which actually does give me a chance to bring in a very interesting story. So during that time I can remember there was one of our shows in the media house that I was working at that was specifically chosen to sort of push the whole HIV self-test kits so that people can, you know, use them and they used to discuss more or less the same topics that I talk about in love sex and relationships and at some point i can remember like 2 weeks after that campaign had started like the the marketing guys from the agency i think and from that particular company had come in and had sort of complained that these guys weren't giving it as much push and they were like we want you to push these self test kits as much as possible stop telling these guys that they should go and and use a condom and have safe sex just tell them to go ahead and use the self test kits and i can remember when the producer was being told that and i just so happened to be in the room with i think it was the marketing manager that had been told that by the guys from that other company and in my head i'm literally looking at the both of them and i'm thinking why can't we just have both like the two of them can actually coexist it's like saying to promote airbags let's remove the safety belt and then run a bunch of ads that way like even though you kept the safety belt in that ad both of those relate to the customer's safety and if anything the customer should feel safer having both instead of one or the other and I guess that could be the media sort of failure in it. They haven't come out to say that people should have safe sex. There hasn't been that much advertising or campaign push for safer sex. And you could say as a result of that, we now have this current situation where there's 98 new infections that are primarily from girls. Teenage ones at that. But then again, you could blame one you could blame both but i feel like all in all we all need to sort of come together and start pushing for safe sex 
like let it not just be a one-sided thing let it not just be pushed from one end i feel like we all need to push all together for better sexual practices that way hell i could even start with me and say fellas please wrap up ladies please make sure he's wrapped up or since there's female condoms you can wrap up as well but all in all people need to start being safer with their sex and all in all if there is any campaign that you feel like we should do in the name of promoting safe sex if there's any contribution that you feel like we should do or if there's any contribution or endorsement that you'd like me and you guys to do in the name of promoting safe sex y'all can hit me up on at breaktime on website on ig the dms are always open on facebook it is also at breaktime on website and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. Battle of the Sexes and Tweet Street come back next week and I will catch you guys on the next break.